The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice and Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery on Unity FM Radio. I'm Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice. And I'm Reverend Dan Beckett. And together we discuss ways that spirituality and recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth and your recovery journey. And so today's show is an interactive discussion, and if you're listening live, you can call in with your comments or questions. The number is 816-251-3555. Again, the number is 816-251-3555. And Facebook users, you can also connect with us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, to share your thoughts and comments. So today's show is titled, Got God? So does God exist or not? You know, many of us denied the existence of this thing called God because, after all, the logic goes, how could my life be like this if there's a God? But then again, perhaps we've just had this nagging feeling that there's more to it all than just flesh and circumstances. So today, we want to talk about finding your way to an understanding of a God that really works and that can guide you on your recovery journey. And we'll start by talking about the idea of a higher power in general and how important that is in recovery. I will then talk about the unity concept of God that may work well for you. And after the break, we'll share with you how unity's God, as we understand it, has worked for us on our recovery paths. So, Lonnie, uh, what were your experiences with the whole higher power concept? How did that strike you at first? Well, it was a really challenging situation for me because I uh, came into the program um, firmly agnostic. I just didn't know. I already had this sense that there was something. There's something that runs the universe. There's something that ordered the way that things uh, cycle through nature and everything else. I think there was always something out there, but that which got labeled as God in my childhood did not make sense to me. And so I struggled with this. I struggled a long time with this. Um, In fact, prior to recovery, I had ignored the whole God question for years. I think I went to three weddings and one funeral in 30 years because (laughs) I was not interested in in going into this subject. Yeah, I I had a similar experience in that you know, my understanding of what, uh, you know, what I was hearing people say when they talked about God 
was that, you know, things I picked up as a child like you that never really made any sense to me. I mean, it didn't offend me. It wasn't a problem or anything. It was just like, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, doesn't, doesn't mean a lot for me. Uh, moving on. Now, and, and I didn't uh, encounter that phrase, higher power, really. I mean, I had heard it before. Um, I'm not sure where, but I didn't really encounter it in my own life and experience until I got into recovery. But I came in um, like you in a way, or I started on my spiritual path, I should say, which was a little before I, I actually got sober, um, with that same... Uh, you know, history of being atheist or agnostic. I, I say uh, I was one or the other if I even cared enough to differentiate the two, which I didn't. So it didn't mean anything to me. And, uh, you know, I was uh, looking back now, I think I would just sort of run on self-will and on the idea that, well, you know, I need to make things happen if I want things to happen. And yes, I, I see what science is and I believe in science and there's, you know, the way that stuff works, but that didn't mean anything to me about any kind of higher power. Yeah. When I first encountered this concept of the higher power, it was all tangled up with my childhood conception of this idea called God. And so it took a while for me to untangle those two concepts because what I was referring to when I would say God was was um, referenced from my childhood. It was a capricious, authoritarian, dictatorial, angry, judgmental being that held all power. And I rebelled against that. I was absolutely not interested in being associated with anything that had those qualities about it. And, um, and when I would look to different teachings, different religious teachings, some of them contradicted one another. And and everywhere I looked, I could not find validation for something that I knew in my heart, I think, to be true, which was that I believe that people are good. People, people are born uh, with this seed of goodness within them. And every religious teaching that I ran into at that stage of my development kind of countered that. And I I thought, you know what, this just, this isn't right. This just does not fit for me. And then I went on with my education into a science background and I started learning about scientific principles and things like that. And science was the way I explained the world, not God. Yeah, I, I can um, confer, confirm with that. That's not the right word, but I had the same experience. You know, if I wanted to know how the world worked, I looked toward things like, um, you know, immediate physical experience like science. You know, science will tell us how this or that works. It's not, you know, there's, there's no deity uh, behind the seasons, right? We know how that works. People used to think a deity was behind the sun rising and setting. Well, you know, we've become a little more sophisticated and we see what's going on with the planets and gravity and you can measure all this stuff. There's no deity. So I was sort of in that same realm as well. I am. I do feel fortunate, though, that when I uh, when I came into all this, I recognized that I was willing to at least, you know, entertain the concept. I was not uh, rebelling against the concept of a higher power when I came into the program. Now, I'm not sure that I, you know, had a real good sense of what that might be, but you know, I was certainly vague 
in my mind about what that is, but I was willing to listen. Um, and, and when I did, you know, I saw that different people had different ideas and, and I saw how important those things were to them, even when they weren't the same thing. And so uh, I feel like I somehow left a door open there, even though, like you were sharing, I, I came into all this spirituality way of being uh, definitely atheist, agnostic, slash don't care. Um, and it sort of grew on me over time. But I liked how wide open it was, you know, how I heard in the rooms that, you know, it can be anything. It's important to have it, not that it be a particular thing. I mean, every once in a while, someone would say something like, yeah, and it's important that you have the right higher power. But I knew that, that they were blowing smoke, that that was not true. Um, but because what I mostly heard was you need to have something. And I really appreciated that openness. I think that helped me to be open about it. I think that helped me as well, because, um, you know, this really connects with the process I went through with step two, coming to believe that a higher power, you know, could restore me, my life, my wholeness. And, um, you know, coming to believe was a process for me. Coming to understand something as a higher power, whether it's energy, whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever I choose to call it, to understand this thing and then to trust it. Uh, was definitely a, a process. Um, you know, in early recovery, I was driven by fear. Oh, what if I don't get it? What if it doesn't con connect with me? What if I can't figure out what it is? What if I can't, you know, use it? Is it going to help me? Um, and so I kept trying based on that because I, I, um, I was wandering lost in the woods. I couldn't see the trees. <laughs> you know, I was lost yes. in the forest. Because, uh, and I know that now, but I tried everything anybody suggested, looking for this elusive, um, uh, I think it was a feeling I was looking for or a connection that I was looking for that I, that did not fit the definition. You know, whatever my definition was, whatever I was finding did not fit that. But yet they told me, how do I know if I'm finding a higher power? Well, your life is changing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing kind of a theme, and, and maybe this is at least a part, good part of the reason, I'm going to speculate here, that you and I are sober today, is because we were willing, we were open to try and like, uh, you know, stay, I'm not sure I want to say positive about it, but at least keep, a, you know, I'm hearing like a curiosity, an inquiring kind of approach, like, you know, what is this? These other people seem to have something, it makes no sense to me, yet we both continued to listen and and remain open. I was also aware of, um, you know, other you know, spiritual slash religious teachings, things like, you know, I was vaguely familiar with Buddhism enough to know that it was really like a non-theist religion, if you will, some discussion about whether it's a religion or not. But, you know, there's no deity like the... Um, uh, like the Christian God, uh, Jewish God, Muslim God in Buddhism. So I was aware, okay, well, there's, you know, at least one other take on all of this. And uh, also somewhat aware a little bit of other Eastern traditions. You know, they kind of come into our um, collective consciousness through various routes. Uh, you know, some Hinduism comes in. And so I saw that there were other things too, which I think helped me not kind of turn tail and run 
from the whole concept. I participated in anything I was invited to. And so I, I attend, you know, in this search, I attended some interesting ceremonies and some interesting um, events, you know, including that uh, I was invited to participate in a sweat lodge on more than one occasion. Mm. So I did that. Um, I was invited to attend um, some Wiccan ceremonies. And I, so I did that. I went to more than one church in search of this elusive thing called a higher power. And I could not hear the message of the higher power for the words that were being used. Yes. I was, you know, uh, shoot the messenger. <laughs> you know, that does yes. not resonate with me. Absolutely. So, so I really had a struggle with this. So let's switch gears now because we know that the challenge is finding a higher power that works. That's sort of right out of the gate in recovery. But what is the solution? Well, the in solution, of course, is to find one. Yes. <laughs> so, as I was saying, for me, it was a long it was a long journey. But I I came to understand more about it when I was told that I had to make space in my compulsive thinking for a new idea to come in. I had to, I had to have the space wow. to, to entertain the thought that maybe there's something different because I came in thinking I knew my own answers, you know, that I had, that I had my own answers and they were already set in stone and I was pretty rigid about it. And, and this is the way things need to be. And so why did I need a higher power, you know, um, it's called white knuckle sobriety is what it's called. And, <laughs> and it worked and for a few minutes. It, for a few minutes, yes. And then uh, misery sets in because it's, um, you know, shouldering the world all by yourself. Um, you know, I was told, okay, so let's, let's get connected with a sponsor. Let's get connected with the community. Let's, let's try some different things here to find a different way to guide your life. Because ultimately for me, that's what the higher power was, was a, a different source of guidance for my life. Yeah. And even uh, I can definitely concur with that. Even before I felt like I, you know, had the concept down solidly, I'm not sure that I even do today. I saw that this is something that works. I mean, I, I believed that it worked even before I could see how it might be working for me or how it might be able to work for me. And that again is the power of the group. You know, I saw that because I was around people who had, uh, you know, an amount of sobriety that was admirable to me. And I was curious, how did they do this? And I listened to the things that they said and I heard that they had, uh, a God concept. And again, you know, I, I live in the South and um, people will very readily use the word God. Sometimes you'll hear higher power, but in general, people were talking about a God that had helped them a great deal. And I was um, curious, how, how did that work? How'd they get there? So, you know, in unity, I mean, there's many definitions of God. Yes. But in unity, we affirm that God is principle, and that's with a capital P. And, and what principle is, is a foundational belief. And, and so this is what we carry, is that God is principle. And so this belief is reflected in our first unity principle. There's only one presence and one power active in the universe and in my life, God, the good, omnipotence. 
Right. And when we say that God is principle, which is a, a saying I only encountered in, in unity, we mean that God is the same for everyone, always, everywhere. We mean that God doesn't treat anyone differently than anyone else, just like gravity doesn't favor some people and disfavor others. God is the same in that way. And so another aspect that I found pretty powerful of this um, understanding of God is that God is utterly and unconditionally reliable. So let's talk about what all that means. Let's talk about God as unity understands God, because for each of us, it's been critical in our recovery experiences. One thing that really jumped out at me early on when I encountered unity and unity principles for the first time was this idea that um, God is the same everywhere to everyone always. I, when I heard that, I realized it helped me with some clarity about one of my issues that I had with the God that I understood that other people were talking about um, didn't seem that way at all. And when I heard about a God idea, or I'll just say heard about a God that was the same for everyone, always utterly reliable and unchanging, I thought, okay, this actually makes sense to me enough to, I thought, you know, let me hear more about this. I would like to hear more about this God that you're talking about. I had never heard anything like that before I walked into a unity church. Well, and I think what I was rebelling against was this concept of God as a person, Although the pronouns and such that are used imply that many times, um, the idea that God is a principle, God is principle, not a principle, underlying unchangeable truth that, that manifests within the world um, and an absolute expression of good in all of creation. You know, this was a new idea for me as well, but with the scientific background that I had, that made sense to me. You know, we talk about mathematical principles. We talk mm -hmm. about physical principles like gravity, as you mentioned, uh, physics. You know, we talk about uh, spiritual principles when we get into the program. And so saying that something is a principle, unchangeable, the same for everybody, made perfect sense to me. And I wanted to hear more about this. Yeah, me too. One thing I liked about that, I'm remembering now, is that um, it, it was a description that was very, very different than anything I'd heard before. And so it certainly got my attention because, like I said, my initial reaction was, wow, I think I think that could actually be the case, or, or at least it made sense to me, I'll say. But yet there was still enough of the, I don't know if I have the right words, like the mystery. You know, we talk about the mystery of life or the mystery of God. I, I do believe then and now that, you know, once I think that I've got it all figured out, that I've got God in a box, you know, a little red flag goes up, says, well, uh, maybe there's more to it than that. And that's been the case every single time. There's always more to it than that. And so even, even though that what came across as very sensible or made sense to me, conception of God, God as principle, I also recognized that it left a whole lot of room for growth and mystery, and that was important to me as well. I, I don't know if I would have realized that ahead of time, but there's something um, about me that appreciates sort of the endlessness, the, in, the infinite aspect of it um, means something to me, and I saw that in there. Yes, the infinite, which is unimaginable and, and unable to grasp. And so 
for me, I had to quit trying to put God in a box. And mm. I came to the concept that God was the shape of whatever I was putting it into. You know, if I was if I was going into a Buddhist temple, God's Buddhist shaped. If I'm yes. going into, a, you know, a Methodist church, it's Methodist shaped. If I'm going to unity, guess what? God as principle is shaped like unity. Because I like that. You know, and the other thing that, that occurred to me, and I've used this example before, is that it's kind of like the light shining on one of those mirrored disco balls. Mm-hmm. You only see this little tiny reflection as it goes by of this concept of God, this spark of light, this view of the world. And and when I when I allowed myself to understand that I could not possibly understand all of it at once, all whatever all was, then it started working better for me. I allowed myself to to ponder God as principle. What does that mean? God is principle. How do I use this? God is principle. How can that help me? And questions of that nature. Yeah. Another thing that I remember about Unity's God concept that really you know, at first caught my attention and then over time really worked for me. And this is really an offshoot of that the concept of principle being the same always for everyone is that this God did not favor anyone over anyone else. That's another thing that always bothered me. You know, even where the, you know, a simple example, um, common example, we're, we're praying for our baseball team to win. Well, what about the other team? What about the people that love them? This didn't make any sense to me that we would, um, work to sort of influence a all-powerful deity to have things go the way we wanted them to go because I instantly saw, well, what about the other side? You know, are we going to pray this hurricane away? Well, what did I just pray it into Georgia or into Virginia? Or, you know, it's not that simple where we are not all so separate that I can think, um, if I could just make this bad thing go somewhere else, now it's their problem. Uh, that was no solution to me. So the idea that God didn't favor anyone over anyone else, you know, is not capricious is the word that, that I hear used, meaning you know, it's not sort of not a moral judge sitting there saying, okay, you win the lottery and you die of cancer and, you know, sort of handing out outcomes like that. Um, that really worked for me a lot. And again, that's that sort of science-y aspect, you know, mathematical principle kind of thing. One plus one is two, period, the end. It doesn't matter who's doing the math. It just is. And the unity God just is. And that really worked for me. You know, and I found a perfect fit when I found unity with what I had learned in the recovery uh, program, because, you know, in, in, in the literature, it says either God is or God isn't. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be? We make a choice to to allow principle to work in our life or to struggle against that, you know, and when I, when I looked at it from that perspective and said, okay, for me, I'm going to choose that God is because I've always known there's something out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it works, but something is there. There is a power. And so I will call it a higher power. Um, You know, then I could work on getting a new concept uh, and it, for me, it was an awful lot of tearing down the old. And we talk about that in Unity a lot as well, about having to to um, release ideas that no longer serve us and, and ideas that are blocking our progress or blocking our, our development. And I had a few of those to get rid of. 
Yeah, I, I I like what you're saying there about that decision point and how our 12-step literature just really calls it out very directly in that way. And really, I I think it was a choice to live. I mean, I remember sort of choosing life, if you will. It's like, well, uh, it seems something seems to be working for these people. Um, I don't want to die. Let me walk down the path that seems to lead to life. You know, even if I wasn't sure about this whole God thing anyway. Now, I have to say, and maybe I should have said it in the beginning, I encountered Unity Church and the Unity God concept before I got sober by some years. And so I had something going in to my first meetings and my my early sobriety. I had something uh, going in to it when we talked about higher power to to bring in. But it was what I was hearing, it sounded like you got sober and then found unity. Am I hearing that right? Absolutely. I was uh, several years uh, into my journey of, of sobriety, like, I don't know, 14, 13, something like that, when I encountered unity. Now, the interesting thing about this is I had been on my own studying metaphysics, not by that name, um, you know, early recovery, uh, recovering people did not have literature until it was written. And so they were referred to other literature that supported the principles that were being taught. And the one that I read a lot of was Emmett Fox, mm-hmm. you know, which is a metaphysical new thought Christianity author. And yes. I was intrigued by his ideas, but I did not understand his ideas. And I have a, a well-marked-up book, a Sermon on the Mount, that I went back to over and over and over again, trying to grasp this concept of metaphysics. You know how this metaphysical God works, how this how this uh, shows up in the world, and um, and I got some some comfort from that book. But until I encountered Unity and took some Unity classes, I was still pretty baffled. Yeah, I think it would be hard to pick up. I mean, I, I I love that book. We just did a book study on it, and and I think it's excellent. But I can see that if 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 I encountered that book, and that's sort of all there was, without a community, without a minister, without classes, you know, without everything that surrounds the teachings like we have in the Unity Church, yeah, I can see where that would kind of be. Uh, baffling along the way. Uh, Because I found unity before I got sober, I mean, my relationship with this unity God concept was pretty casual. I mean, I liked it, but um, you know, there's, there's something about your life being on the line that makes uh, your relationship with a higher power all that much more important. And so when I got sober is when it got really important, even though I had been exposed to the ideas and you know, I felt like I knew a few things. It, it was, I was not leading a God-centered life yet. I echo that. I got serious when I got cancer, and that, that kind of turned up the heat on it. That'll Time. do it. Yeah, so. so let's hold that thought because it's time for our short break. And when we come back, we'll open the phone lines for callers, and we'll continue our conversation. Please stay with us. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach around the world, we depend on the generosity of listeners like you. If you enjoy the programming, please make your donation today by going to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. God is extravagant supply. Get that, extravagant. God is extravagant supply. He brings forth the best robe. He spreads a banquet table, as we saw last night, with good things on which we may feast. He overflows our cup. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing. And then this is what that Unity Correspondence Course said. Why are you satisfied with such meager living when you may have so much? To find out more about Unity teachings, visit unity.org. Follow Unity Online Radio on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with all your favorite shows. Become a fan by clicking the like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our post. Be the first to find out about any big special guests that might be appearing on the air or any events at Unity Village. We want to hear from you. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. Thanks for listening. Take time out for you and join other like-minded souls looking to build their connection to spirit with the Unity at Sea Cruise in 2019. Experience a spiritual retreat at sea as you participate in a special program designed to help you on your individual journey of self-discovery. Deepen and explore your spiritual growth with Unity ministers and presenters as you enjoy exotic Caribbean ports of call. For all the details, go to unity.org slash unity at sea now to make a deposit by January 30th and save $100. Discover new ways to heal yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Michael Schwartz and Spiritual Naturopathy. Every Monday at 12 p.m. Central, Michael offers a holistic path to healing and guides listeners to new levels of self-awareness, touching on topics like intuition, healing by faith, dream interpretation, and a lot more. Michael explores how to maximize our spiritual gifts and helps us discover how much healing power we really have. Call in with your questions and comments every Monday here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice and Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're glad you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, my name is Reverend Lonnie Vanderslice, and I'm here with Reverend Dan Beckett. We're going to resume our discussion in a moment. But first, we want to let you know that we're opening the lines for callers. So if you have a question or a comment to share, please give us a call at 816-251-3555. Again, the number is 816-251-3555. So just prior to the break, we were discussing the idea of a higher power and how it's so important in recovery. 
and how that works with, transcends, or moves into the unity concept of God as principle. And so, Dan, we know that many, many people are challenged with finding a higher power that works. And one understanding that we each of us had found once we arrived at unity was that God as principle. And so how have we used this, and how does this particular God concept work for us? I, re- I remember a couple times, just real quick off the top of my head, where I don't know that I, I'm pretty sure I would not have made it if I didn't have um, a God concept. And my God concept uh, was Unity's God concept. I'm thinking about uh, when I was, for whatever reason, and I know this happens different times, different people, not to everyone, but it's very common. Five months, at five months sober, I hit a wall really, really hard. Um, I was super irritated and angry. Um, I remember uh, distinctly thinking that, uh, you know, I I was seriously considering whether maybe drinking wasn't such a bad idea. And during that time, the... My understanding of God, um, based on Unity's teachings, is that God is everywhere always, always available, always available to me in any moment, all good, all loving, and that was a God that I could lean on during that time, and, you know, even even pray to in a, uh, you know, decidedly non-Unity manner, more of a, a traditional manner, that's where I was nothing wrong with that. Um, and that helped me a great deal to, you know, basically almost it's like with those kind of things, I just had to wait it out. You know, it, it didn't last forever. It lasted a few days maybe, but I think that, um, my relationship with the, the God of my understanding, God as principle helped me to get through that time is almost like a, even, even if I'm thinking of God as a principle or an idea, it was a companion, you know, it was something that was with me that I could call upon at any time. And I'm just so grateful that I did not pick up after five months. I don't even want to know what would have happened if I had. You know, the connection for me was with the word good. I had been told Uh, by my sponsor and others, when I'm saying I can't find God, I don't know where to find this, this God, to look for the good. So I arrived in unity, and what is God besides, you know, absolute, all powerful, all good? Okay, good. So I'm looking for the good. And that gave me a connection to start thinking about where there's good, there is God. Mm. And, and I, not that God did good, but is good. And so that that kind of linked the two things for me. And one of the challenges I'd had earlier um, that I the, uh, alluded to was in the various churches that I had attended, I would be able to be there for a while, get a feeling, um, you know, through the music, maybe a connection with some of the ideas. But there would come a point where I would absolutely rebel at a particular teaching because it just did not fit for what I believed about my higher power. And so when I arrived in unity and I found two things, one is that God is good, that resonated with me and my belief system. And the second, that God is not out there somewhere, that the spark is within me and that I can 
use a variety of tools and techniques to connect with this. That gave me a launching pad. That gave me a point to move off um, in, into a higher quality of recovery. I had a similar experience with that um, idea of God as all good, you know, which is maybe a partial definition. I think it's a true statement. Uh, it's not a complete description, but it was important to me also, like you're saying, um, seeing the good in everyone w became important to me. Uh, and, and the examples that are jumping to mind are, you know, w when I was in and still am in a meeting, there are a huge variety of people who come to 12-step uh, uh, groups, communities, in order to walk their recovery path. And they're not all like me. And some of them are very challenging. But rather than get distracted by people that um, were challenging for me, I was able to look for the good in them, in anything. Even if, you know, one thing I was challenged by early on is that there were a few people here and there who would say the same thing every meeting for a year. And I talked to someone else and here they've been saying the same thing for 10 years. And so I could get irritated about that. But what I did instead was I listened for what is the what is the truth? What is the goodness in what they're saying? Even if I've heard it before, maybe there's something I didn't hear. Maybe there's something about it that can help me that I didn't realize before because I'm too busy thinking about how annoyed I am about hearing the same thing. I'm not allowing it in so that I can apply it to my life. Um, the idea of God as all good, which means that I can, when I'm looking for good, like you said, I'm looking for God, man, that helped me a lot in the community. That doesn't happen so much anymore, but it did at first, it, it, you know, it was challenging being part of the group at first. It was very, uh, alien for me as an introvert. And so another point that helped me immensely was I had been taught that there are spiritual principles underlying each of the 12 step uh, steps and the various traditions and concepts, et cetera, et cetera. And so I heard the same word principle. God is principle. Oh, spiritual principles. Oh, they're connected. And that gave me a way to break down, a, a way to use this in my life. You know, what's instead of saying, okay, okay, God, <laughs> whatever I mean by that term at that particular moment, I need some guidance here. I can use the principles that I know, faith, trust, willingness, mm -hmm. integrity, courage, honesty, etc., though that I had been taught were a part of how this spiritual world operates through these ideas. It isn't the entirety of God. It's not it's not the entire understanding, but it is a piece that gave me a doorway to walk through to say, okay, if I do this, then what's the next right step? Which today is, when I seek guidance, that's really what it is, not for the whole path, but what's the next right step? Right, what's that What's that thing right in front of my face that I can't see that is the right thing to do? I, I'm totally with you on that. I had to give up on the, my older idea of, uh, you know, I always wanted the five-year plan uh, broken out in three levels and an outline and, and all that. I, I didn't want to take step one till I knew what step 10 was going to be on any path, and I just had to let that go. Um, one thing I love, 
and has been super healing for me in recovery is community. And, and I'll say it a lot. Anytime we're talking about something here on the show, for example, when I am reminded how important and valuable the community uh, has been to me on my path, man, it just brings so much in. And one aspect of God in, in Unity's view, which was my view, um, it just felt like I was on the same team, if you will, on quotes, on the same team with God. I'm not exactly sure what that even means to me, but it was it was a closeness of relationship as opposed to you know, like a and um, the the classic old old man, old bearded man on a cloud, which does not feel very connected. Whatever it was, God was. I was convinced that we were on the same team, and so that just really supported. The, you know, my love of my growing love of community was really supported by that idea because I could look around and say, "Look, ev- everyone in this meeting, we're all on the same team, even if we don't have the same concept of God. That's okay. Whatever it is that." God is. It is showing up here for each and every person in a whole variety of ways. You know, this matters. We're all rowing in the same direction, and it just became wonderful to be a part of the community, and I saw God in the community. That just really moved me early on. I think that it moves a lot of people. It did me as well. I felt safe in community. I felt connected in community. I felt, uh, even when I felt lost or alone, I could go to a community and feel included and feel a part of and be one of. Um, You know, they talk about the disease of addiction as being one of separateness um, Mm -hmm. and, and that isolation. And those are some of the hallmarks of somebody slipping back the other direction is, is the beginning to isolate and to uh, eliminate uh, the community connections in their life. And, um, you know, that's something that I think that is, is so incredibly important because we, we are on this journey together. Nobody does it alone. And that's the, happens to be the first tradition of the 12 step program, which is the group matters because the individual can't do it alone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was slow to learn that because I was very independently minded. And and I understand from being around and talking to a lot of people that, that that's pretty common, you know, for, for uh, addicts, alcoholics to be very independently minded. I can do it myself. Uh, leave me alone. I know better. I know what's really going on. Um, and I had all that stuff pretty, pretty strongly. So it took a while for me to kind of come into community, you know, right. And, and my, the God of my understanding was right there every step of the way uh, along the way with me. And like I was just sharing, I'm seeing, um, this God concept of this, uh, I'm seeing my understanding of God in working in and and through the community. And yeah, that isolation, that's all over our literature talking about how we isolate. I did that. I've heard that from so many people, you know, I'd come home, unplug the phone, pull the curtains, you know, and that was it until the, till the next morning. So something you said earlier reminds me, um, you said we're all on the same team, you know, Mm. they felt like on the same team with our higher power, whatever our concept or God concept of that is. And that reminded me that uh, Brene Brown wrote a line in a book about um, hope, because that's what I got when I went to the community was hope. And what she said was that there are three things we have to have to have hope. 
She said, we have to have a goal. Well, I had all kinds of goals. This one happened to be to stay clean and sober. You know, she said, we have to have a path. And a 12-step program offered me a path. If you do these things, if you do what we did, you'll get what we got, basically. Mm -hmm. And you had to have agency. You have to believe you can do it. And for me, for so many years, the missing piece was the path. I got so far following the steps. I got so far doing what other people had done. And I still felt like I was knocking on the door until I ended up in unity and began to understand God as principle operating in my life through me as me instead of out there. So did, did that feel like agency to you or did that feel like the path? Because I love well, that description of hope. I think it was both. I think it was agency because I was given a different path. Oh, try this. You know, God is within you. Uh, yes. You know, that's that's the path for me that worked for me. And, and oh, I can do this because I had... I can do a lot of things. And I had done, as I mentioned earlier, a number of different spiritual paths in this seeking process. But until I found the right path, I didn't feel like I could do it. I can see that. Those things are very closely linked. And I can see how, um, you know, encountering, discovering, arriving at a God concept that really feels like it can work, all of a sudden possibilities open up. Right there, there's a way when there was no way. Uh, it was a blank wall. Now there's a door. Uh, I feel powerful, and before I felt powerless. Um, you know, to to uh, get sober in recovery. Uh, another thing I really like about the unity God concept is, to me, that that God that we talk about is utterly dependable, 100% of the time. You know, again, this goes back to n not being capricious, not being like a moral judge, but being completely dependable, like gravity, at least on the earth, uh, completely dependable. So what that meant to me is that if I went, if I went off the rails for some reason, and I've done that many times, uh, as recently as this past Saturday. Now, fortunately, I was only off the rails for about two and a half hours, not 25 years. Um, so it's getting better. <laughs> But if I get off the rails, and what I mean by off the rails is I just get genuinely irritated about everyone and everything. When that happens to me, I know I'm kind of off the path. Now, I know it's temporary. Um, I don't freak out about it or anything. I uh, gratefully await for it not to be that way anymore. But because this God is utterly dependable, if I go off the rails, when I get back, God's still there. Exactly the same as before. There is no difference in if, and I'm really going to go out on a limb, in, in God's regard for me, even if there is such a thing, I'm projecting, I know. There is no difference in my relationship with God. There's no difference in God's unconditional positive regard for me has not changed. That kind of dependability so important to me. And, you know, we share that with the with the traditional Christian narrative as well. That's not like a new thing, but when I'm focusing on unity's God concept, man, that's something that I, I really like. It's, God, it's not like God's there as long as none of that. God is there, period, end of story. It doesn't matter what I do. God is still there. Reminds me of a saying I've heard more than one times, if you can't find God, guess who moved? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, you know, I had to I had to be told, how do I know if I found this connection? And 
after I found unity, I found that this connection was um, a bodily feeling for me. I felt um, it wasn't an emotion. And I think that's what I had been looking for was, was a high of some kind um, feeling, you know, the feel a warm, fuzzy feeling of some type. Uh, but that wasn't what I found when I and I had to do from the outside in in that regard. I had to look at my life and say, has my life changed? Well, I didn't do that. You know, how did my life change? Well, according to principles, spiritual principles, when I try to 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 live according to what I believe this principle um, dictates. Well, that's not a good word. What this principle leads me through or guides mm-hmm. me in in each individual decision, my life has improved. And you know, old emotions go away, and um, different ideas that I might have have I've released that they're not no longer guiding my life. And I have come to think that this this God concept is a guidance system. And I've heard it called that a GPS, a, a God positioning system. Yes. To to provide guidance to my particular life, and that's the other thing that that kind of came up was that as I can borrow other people's concept of this higher power in a way that it works in their life, but that's not my life, and I have to be willing to allow this divine uh, entity concept principle operate through my life and follow that guidance in order to reap the benefits of that. I love that analogy of of God as GPS, and that, that I think that works particularly well with our understanding of God in unity. And and the, the simple example that I love so much about it, or the way that the analogy works so well, if I have if I have a path on my GPS and I'm driving my car, um, if I miss a turn, the GPS doesn't call me names. It doesn't berate me. It doesn't try and make me feel bad. It doesn't tell me I don't know what I'm doing. It does nothing of the sort. What does it do? It immediately, it's as if it immediately says, oh, we missed that turn. No problem. Just take the next one. No judgment. I love that. That matches my understanding of God. And if there was a GPS that gave me a hard time for missing a turn, I'd throw it out the window. I'd use a paper map <laughs> instead. <laughs> but that that so well matches that my understanding of this all-loving, all-the-time God, that if I screw something up, if I miss a turn, you know, in, in, um, say if I screw something up in my from my point of view, if I miss a turn, uh, or whatever, it doesn't matter. There's always the next path to where I'm going, and it's just right there in front of me with no judgment. I, I don't know that I could be sober without uh, something that strong and supportive in my life as as that God concept. And I think for me that it it continues to build trust. Um, Because sometimes, furthering the analogy, I uh, turn off the GPS. I think I know where I am and I think I know where I'm going. (laughs) And and so I go, I got it. I've got it from here. Let's let's, you know, just take off and go. And then I realize that, oh, the road I was going to take is closed or the one I'm going to come home on is closed or the bridge is out or, you know, some unforeseen thing pops up. What am I going to do now? Well, I always have the opportunity to turn to this internal guidance system that I call my higher power and seek what's the next step? Where's the next turn? How do I how do I go forward from here? Yeah, I love that 
And again, I keep my mind keeps returning to how important it has always been to me, and and how um, grateful I was to find unity and to understand unity's concept of God. Is how um, how positive the depiction is, you know, unconditionally positive. I mean, I've heard the idea that uh, you know God God loves you, God can't do anything but love you, but yet. I was also hearing about God was judging this or that person, you know, that something bad happened. Well, God must have done that kind of thing. Those things did not jive for me uh, at all. It just didn't work. Um, but unity's understanding where this unconditional um, positivity, all good, all the time, is a phrase I've heard us use in our movement to describe God. And and also for me as somebody who's very um, idea-oriented and very uh, motivated to understand just the way that my mind is wired, uh, the, the feeling like that the, whatever was going on, that God understood me. I'm not even sure what I mean when I say that, but it gave me great comfort that that was immutable. There was nothing that I or anyone could ever do that would change that. Same with um, God being all good, all loving, all positive all the time. There's nothing that I or anyone could do that could ever change that. That that was, that kind of closed the deal for me with unity's God concept. And I, I carry those beliefs forward um, now uh, even if my, you know, my, I'm, I'm kind of a Bible and theology nerd, and so my, my ideas are in flux often. I'm very interested in, in people's conceptions and understandings and explanations and all that. Uh, even today, those ideas are, are with me. I, I, I can't see them ever leaving. Even if, my, even if my understanding of God were to shift around somewhat, um, that aspect that unity teaches of a positive uh, God that is uh, sort of everywhere, always, all good, all the time. Man, that's so important to me. Well, it's like you said earlier, you can't suspend gravity. So for me, just anchoring on principle, it's a principle. And it works the way that principles work all the time. The same for everybody. That's that's probably what I hold on to the most. And even like do the next right thing, a phrase I love that we we're just talking about, that is a principle. Right? It's like a guideline. It, it, is, it is an idea that doesn't change no matter what's going on. If I can remember, oh, let me do the next right thing. What is the next right thing? Oh, let me check in with God. Let me sort of just take a deep breath and touch that experience. It's always with me, but I'm not always aware of it. Let me touch that experience and then see what, what comes up for me. And that just those that is a something I have built a life around and I'm so grateful for. And so you know, all of this is only talk if we don't move into action. So let's move into action. Unity's fifth principle states, it's not enough to know these truths, we must live them. That means we must each take action in order to grow and recover. So here's something that you can do this week to move from looking for a higher power to having a higher power that works in your life, using the idea of God as principle. And so thinking about that, think for a moment about a God that is 100% reliable, 100% loving and good, and treats everyone the same, 
and is available to anyone, anywhere, anytime. And the important thing here at this step is to keep it simple for the sake of this exercise. So whatever it is that comes to mind for you as you hear Lonnie's words, take that into a quiet time of prayer and meditation. Simply take a breath and relax and take it easy. No struggle. Um, let's use uh, for our out loud example the, the example of feeling concerned or confused about God. I know I've been there. So we find a statement of power or what we refer to in unity as a denial. To deny any power to this feeling, lack or limitation around your higher power, like my higher power is not good enough. You could say something like, concern or confusion about my higher power is not the truth of who I am. Repeat this a few times in your head or even out loud and say it with conviction. Concern and confusion about my higher power is not the truth of who I am. And we follow that up immediately with a bold, positive affirmation of a new experience. So I could say, I affirm that God loves me everywhere, always, and is available to me in every moment. And then we just take a few quiet moments to relax and take it easy. There's no need to struggle. Give thanks for your new experience in the world and then just move on with your day. So again, that affirmation Concern or confusion about my higher power is not the truth of who I am, or the denial rather. The affirmation is, I affirm that God loves me everywhere, always, and available to me in every moment. So we've come to the end of our time together here today, and we hope you found something to help you on your path. So thank you listeners and callers, and so much to Dan for the insights shared today. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.